Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all of your NBA action this season with MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and projections. Get everything at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every single sport anytime head over to the bet online today to get in on the action and don't forget to use our promo code believe that's b l e a v all caps to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit it's bet online where the game starts i am max Loeb. Loeb's leads here with your co-host eric metcalf we have an awesome episode for you guys today discussion about the 27 to 0 win against the arizona cardinals a special guest bernie kosar swifty we'll find out and a little bit of a look ahead to the game against the Baltimore Ravens this coming Sunday. Eric, how are you today? I'm doing well, but when we're talking about Bernie, who's going to be our guest, you got to say Swifty or Kelsey. We we got we need to know which side he's going to be on. <laughs> and so I'm looking I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to him joining. Exactly, and you will get an answer that to that debate halfway through this podcast. But uh, it's it's a very very exciting segment, a very exciting episode. But we can't go any further without discussing the the massacre that occurred this past Sunday. The Arizona Cardinals averaged 1.2 yards per play against this Cleveland Browns defense. Like, that's that's laughable. That's insane. In, in the NFL, in, in this day and age, it, it really is insane. I mean, what, it was the first time since, what, like 1955 since the team's been held to that type yeah. of year. But when you're talking about the Browns' defense and what they did, I think this is one of those games – where you knew you were playing against a bad team. It threw out Clayton Toon as a sacrificial lamb because yeah. they didn't want Tyler Hurt knowing he was going to get sacked. So they went out there and, and punched the, the, the Cardinals in their mouth like they were supposed to, supposed to do. It was like, we're bigger and better than you. We're going to show you, put you out of your misery, and let's get this over. Offensively, I looked at it like I wanted Deshaun. I didn't think Deshaun should play, but once he played, I wanted to see – what throws he could make. It didn't have to be about 300 yards. I need to see what throws he could. Could he, could he make tight window throws? Could he throw it down the field and, and with uh, looking down the, the the schedule in mind? I mean, and so, and he was able to do that. He had some jitters, do some little low balls in the beginning of the game. But, but that happens when you have rush, you haven't really played. Another thing that people don't really think about as a, as a quarterback, as a football player in general, some, especially someone who carries the ball, you can play a game for a while, and if you don't touch the ball, you don't really feel engaged. It's when you start to get hit that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm really in a football game now. And so I feel like after Deshaun scrambled a few times, took some took some hits, he felt more comfortable, comfortable about being on the football field. Definitely. The comfort level was definitely something I noticed that got better as the game went on. Early on in the game, it was – seemed at least super frustrating because he had the fourth down that was a little bit underthrown. He had the the first drive that wound up like a third and 20-something, and you don't get it. But, yeah, definitely settled down as the game went on. And as he threw the ball down the field, I, I thought that was probably the best part of his game this past Sunday, a couple deep shots to Amari Cooper. And, again, we talked about Amari Cooper a few weeks ago when he had the uh, the big couple catches against the 49ers. Like, that's a guy where if you can get him one-on-one, that's a matchup you're going to take every time. And now you have Deshaun Watson – 
as close to healthy as he's been since the injury, getting him the ball in better places, it's it's a really good thing for this Browns pass attack. It it makes a makes a more than one dimensional with the the run game that they have. Right, and and, and you know, and I think fans and and probably the team were a little frustrated in the beginning of the game because how the offense was performing. But I think, and I could be wrong, but I'm looking at this like Stefanski knew that he could go into this game and be vanilla with mm-hmm. his offense. In, in, in hopes of getting Deshaun comfortable and doing everything and not putting film out there for the Ravens, right? We knew, and, and you don't want to say it because everybody's in the NFL, but they knew they are going to yeah. beat the Cardinals. And so, and, and, and can do it just basic offense. And they knew that, but they, they, so they did that. I feel like that's what they did, but still let Baltimore know, oh, we can go downfield because it's so oh, yeah. Good enough to go downfield, and so I think that's that's that has played a lot, a big part of it. Yeah, and as if you're Baltimore looking looking at this game, you have this film, which is like you said, a little bit more vanilla. It wasn't the the full arsenal. Uh, the couple games before that, obviously Deshaun played a couple snaps against the Colts, but he did play. You have film of Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's not even one of the first two quarterbacks anymore against your own defense, and you have three games from the beginning of the season, so. The Ravens working with a little bit more of a, a limited film cabinet on Deshaun Watson in this offense. Not the Browns offense, but Deshaun Watson in it. Right, and, and that it makes a big difference because we've seen that neither one of those guys, PJ or, or DR, are Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And 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 people are still complaining about he he's not playing that well, but it still looks better than what those guys were offering offering at the time and i'm not saying that they're not good players and won't be i'm just saying that he is better than them and just it's, it's like that and so the, the ravens not be, getting a chance to really see good film on him they, they can try to go over the plays and, and the scheme but the scheme can change because it's number four out there Exactly. And I'm, I'm glad we saw him, like we said, at his healthiest, at least since the injury, make some of the throws that those quarterbacks didn't make the past few weeks. Like there, there was one as a, like a flood concept where he threw like a 30 ish yard uh, corner route to Amari Cooper. That was a rope between two defenders. And those other guys can't do that. They can't. Right. And, and I mean, and, and PJ Walker has some good throws uh, when he was playing, but these are plays that Stefanski can call all the time if he needs to, because he knows that it went healthy and on point, Deshaun can make it that throw every single time. When we were doing it with the other guys, it's like, maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't, right? Yeah. Just got to take his chance. But but I, I feel good about the way Deshaun threw the ball, the plays they were calling, the, the mixture of the running backs in the game and, and what they were doing. Because th- there's so many things that you can do um, with, with this offense. I still think I'd like to see that more of the receivers getting involved mm-hmm. where it's not all about Amari or Njoku. I, I want to see the other guys get involved. Yeah. Especially you make the move for Elijah Moore in the off season, you draft Cedric Tillman. And like we talked about uh, last week with Nathan Zagura, like you have Cedric Tillman basically coming in to fill the role of Donovan Peoples-Jones, at least to an extent with guys like David Bell. So getting those guys involved is imperative. And 
you know, when you look at look at the Ravens, it's a really good defense, good on a lot of different levels. And if you want to attack the secondary, what you got to make sure you do is go deep enough. Make sure you get the other guys involved because you know, that that matchup between Marlon Humphrey and Amari Cooper is is a tough one. And there are going to be reps where you know Humphrey takes it. You got to look elsewhere. So the the receiver depth is enormous for sure. Um, as we continue to move on, guys, we're talking about Bernie Kosar, Browns legend, friend of Eric Metcalf above all else. Uh, but friend of Taylor Swift, and you guys will absolutely love the segment we have with Bernie coming up very shortly. Give you some great insight onto Deshaun Watson and the shoulder injury as well. So without further ado, here is Bernie Kosar. We welcome in a special guest, Browns legend, Miami Hurricane, friend of Taylor Swift, Bernie <laughs> Kosar. Welcome in, Bernie. Thank you for joining the dog check today. I'm not <laughs> where I should go in, in terms of that awesome intro right there. <laughs> He forgot to say friends of friend of mine though. <laughs> friend of Eric. That that is how this happened. That is the most important. Friend of Eric Metcalf. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe Eric and Taylor are friends too. Who knows? Yeah, that's so yeah, Bernie, it's, it's great to have you on here. And, and we want to have this, we want this to be a little different. Me and you, we talk all the time. We've been talking for a hundred years now. We've talked lots of football. We want to re- we really want to talk about how the visit with Taylor Swift was and what what is it about? You know, like, you know, how did you <laughs> get the point where you're taking pictures with her and whatever? And I'm and I'm assuming was that Travis's house? Yeah, you know what? Um one of the awesome things about being in the NFL and being an older guy is you get a chance to meet so many different people and so many younger football players. And here um we're joking here on the Believe Network doing the awesome dog check podcast. But being in Cleveland here, the Kelsey brothers are from great uh, Cleveland Heights. And a lot of the foundational and charitable work that I do um, throughout the community, whether it's uh, here in Cleveland or nationally, the Kelseys um, are awesome in what they do, giving back to uh, um, their communities, Cleveland being one of them. But what Travis is doing in in Kansas City with this Operation Breakthrough is one of the things that I'm confidentially, I guess we're talking about it here, that um, I, I think would, would go perfect here in Cleveland. So hopefully down the road, we're going to be doing a little bit more um, um, together from the foundation side of it. But I got to tell you, that was it was super cool and, and met of anybody out there who could realize maybe some of the mistakes I made or some of the over uh, over um, um, ways of doing things when I was younger. Um, that was actually, Travis was so cool that that was actually pregame meal beforehand. Wow. And for, for to be over there and to see, and again, I want for the young uh, listeners out there, for the young Browns fans to see me in a nice, light, happy way. But heck, on game day, when you were playing football, um, that was not the most festive and social of environments. <laughs> Eric could attest to level of focus and and the and the mannerisms that we had. You weren't being very sociable to anybody, even your teammates, let alone people that weren't going to be playing with you. So yeah. to see how cool and relaxed Travis was and 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 pregame and kind of introducing us all together and and actually talking about the foundation and talking about some of the stuff that was going on. Three or four hours before the game, I was super happy that he came with one of those kick-ass games where he had 149 yards catch 
and a couple touchdowns because I didn't want to be slept rock by for distracting him before the game. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Bernie, follow up question for you. There is word literally everywhere you look that Travis Kelsey is better performing on the field with Taylor Swift in the building. Do you believe that? <laughs> well, hey, the stats absolutely say that. And <laughs> it was pretty cool to see last week's game. I mean, for uh, Eric, uh, I'd love to get your opinion on it. You know how we used to talk and you'd want to say nothing in the pregame before it. And here um, the Chiefs are playing the Dolphins last week in Frankfurt, Germany. And they're talking about the same question. Hey, is um, is uh, uh, Taylor going to come to the game? And for J- Jason, actually, to say, hey, I better not say because the Vegas point swings ebb and flow with that. Yeah, so, very much so. Right. Overrunners right. are affected by those decisions now. And, and, and you know, and we all know, and, and what Bernie was alluding to but didn't really say is that when there's some nice looking chicks in the stands, you tend to want to play a little better, <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you never want to be the weak link, okay? Right. But your girls there. It's crazy because you find that because she's in the stands and, and, and obviously Travis is a very good player and having better games when she is in the building, but it makes Mahomes want to get him the ball more, right? Hey, That's hey, crazy about it. Hey, so I don't have inside information on that for Patrick, who's <laughs> premier elite QB that we all wish we could play at that athleticism and that ability to make plays. Um, so, but you're at spot on, Matt. You know, as a guy here who back in the day, you know, look at these are my closest friends and are my closest brothers. I want them to have success. I have more success when they have success and. The, that element of focus, that element of uh, attention, it absolutely, in the dark recesses of your brain, when you've got those defensive guys coming after you, that absolutely plays a point into it. Yeah. Were, were you, did you go to the game like she was the, the president of Big Caravan with, with <laughs> all over the place and, and flags hanging off the cars and everything? Oh, oh hey, hey. Uh, like 275 million followers so you know so they got to protect her hey yeah well but i was massive met for the issues that you and me have trying to get to this Cle- this beautiful cleveland brown state. yeah <laughs> and some of those issues i was massively jealous at the ease <laughs> the way they get into that stadium and the complete antithesis of it when we try to get into here yeah it's definitely a definitely a different atmosphere. What what did what did Travis Kelsey serve as the pregame meal? I'm curious. Well, the, bluntly, myself as somebody who I mean, man, I want to be levity and stuff, but I take football and the games really serious, too serious probably when I played. I'm proud to have, have won and played the way we did. Probably did it a way way more serious than I needed to be. That being said, I was actually like that at Travis's house. I want to pretend I'm nonchalant and cool, but man, that was a big game. <laughs> We're playing the LA Chargers. It's a division game. We we know the ramifications of a win or a loss and a bad loss in terms of home field advantage at, at different points of the year. So I, I really was just wanting to make sure I, I really felt like the old man. 
you know, really trying to make sure that yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that at the end of the day, when we were hanging out at at the seven thirty, that a W had happened, and everyone. Was- yeah. And and we know you have have to go, but this this is one question I have to ask you after being spending time with them before the game, during the game, and after the game. Does that make you a Swifty or a Kelsey? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> this isn't playing, hey, this isn't playing the fence and trying to be cool. It's both. I'm <laughs> both going in, and I'm not saying this just to be politically right. I have even more respect coming off the other end of it. You know, Matt, you know, I on shows like this, we tend to want to be positive anyways. I would tell you, even off air, when we were talking the other night with the great Ron Wolfley um, before yeah. Arizona game that um, we see a lot of people that tend to be nice to people um, because they have to, or sometimes we see some people that maybe should be nice to people and they're not. Wow. Was it Travis? I'm always been impressed at how he gives of his time and he gives to people and to see Taylor Swift and her genuineness, not just to me and to some of the maybe, people that were supposedly celebrities and stuff, the genuineness of her to everybody and the focus and attention that she gave, it was really special. I, I walked away with that even more impressed. Yeah, that, that's good stuff right there. Because I mean, you know, she, she's had her tour this past year and, and everybody's been raving about it and sellouts everywhere. And, and, and so when you get to be in, that, in the presence of her, I know it was like, you know, you're so used to you being the, the, the guy. Now you're like, <laughs> yeah, who's like not just the guy or the girl, but the person at this moment. And so that's that's the kind of like makes you sit back and look like, damn, <laughs> right? Hey, hey, I knew it was special. I, I enjoyed being not the guy there. Hey, but for a little levity on this, we know that one of our your first coach, you know, our, one of your first coaches, one of my last coaches in Cleveland. For him to go, for Coach Belichick to be a Swifty and go during football season to see a concert, we know she's got something special going. <laughs> right, right, right. As serious as he is about football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, Bernie, man, appreciate you. I know you got something else to go do, but we appreciate your time today. Hey, well, before I go, though, you know, with us being, with the Browns being five and three and having all four um of our teams in our division being right now eligible if the playoffs ended today. Um, what about, what are you thinking about Baltimore in this week, going down with the Ravens? It's a good question. You know, I, I feel good about it. You know, I, I think it's one of those things. And, and the, I'm going to go back. So so last week, Max and I, we were talking, should Deshaun play? And I was one of those guys, I didn't, I wanted to, I want to ask you this because we've talked about it. I was one of those guys that, who said, I don't think he should play because I want him to get as healthy as possible, right, before he goes into Baltimore. I understand why you would play him to try to shake some rust off before he got to to Baltimore game. But I think going into this game that Baltimore, offensively, we need to sustain drives. We need to keep the ball in our hands and, and get points because they both have good defenses. But as of right now, Baltimore's offense is playing better than ours. 
And so I feel like we, our offense needs to control the game in order to help the defense out. And and and, and with that in mind, I want to, I said that because I want to talk to you about that shoulder and, and you've been through the same injury as Deshaun and how that plays out. Yeah. You know, um, I'm in the same boat as you um, from last week and stuff. Um, and I love, and you know, we talked about this a little bit of dinner in that is I love how Deshaun and for the fans out there before this, I, I did not think that he wasn't playing because he didn't want to play or it was a pain issue. It really, I believe was when you talk about a micro tear, the inability to actually just play good, where your shoulder gives out, you have these involuntary twitches and involuntary muscle movements where it goes out and stuff. When I had this, uh, Matt, your, your rookie year, 1989, um, right. the Vikings at the end of the year, week 15, um, the, then the last game at Houston to win the division week 16, I'm super proud of how I was able to play on it, um, but I was only able to play good on it for a few weeks. And for a few weeks to for a make or break, make or break game to win the division at Houston, to a win a playoff game against Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills, um, I'm super proud of that. But over the course of that three or four weeks, um, by the AFC Championship game, my shoulder, the, the micro tear of the rotator was a really kind of a big tear and the arm was deteriorating. I was so uh, concerned and actually still am concerned for Deshaun um, and the micro tear um, if it's not completely healed. I would have been, uh, I, I use the phrase a lot, um, a lot of times us players, we got to be protected from ourselves. Um, I could see Deshaun wanting to play. I could see me wanting to play. I love that he wants to play. And for the fans out there, we should all love that Deshaun Watson wants to play. And you could see by last week, even though he probably he wasn't 100% how it was moving and how he's throwing, he, he talked the coaches in to being able to play. And then, Matt, to your point, yeah, um, not getting hurt and coming through it was kind of cool that he kind of gets that warm-up and didn't get it hurt to be ready for the more game because this is another level. This is another level now of a defense. And here it are. We're going to have, it's going to be November, uh, the second game in November. And we still have an important seven, eight games and playoff games remaining. So um, I hope he doesn't get it hit and hurt again because um, sustaining drives against the Arizona Cardinals is one thing sustaining drives um, against the Baltimore Ravens and keeping, unfortunately, I again concur with you, Met Lamar Jackson and that offense is playing at a, a, a massively sustainable, um, a better, higher level than not just us, but, but most teams in the league. So yeah. our, we're going to need Deshaun, one healthy for the stretch drive, but really in this game to kind of. Um, get that confidence back that he started getting in the second half against the Cardinals. Right. Absolutely. Bernie, Bernie, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, before we move on, you guys are listening to the dog check on believe. Thank you again. We'll talk a little bit about the Ravens matchup moving forward. Bernie, any, any last words? 
Yeah, actually, I love it. Uh, so we're finishing up on the dog check on the believe on the believe channel that I believe we have a chance to go six and three and really be festive next week. So there you go. Here, you matter. Go yes, back. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks, BK. That was Bernie Kosar. What an incredible human. Incredible talk. So much great insight. Eric, he's a friend of yours. He, he's he's awesome. He's electric, very, very boisterous. Yeah, and and he's my friend, and that's why I hate that he always he like he said, he kind of straddling the fence. I needed to know, are you a, a Swifty or a Kelsey? Yeah. <laughs> he needed to pick one. He won't say it. He won't say it. I mean, <laughs> But, you know, I, I feel like I, I, he's leaning towards being a Swifty, even though he's known Travis longer. I feel like he's leaning towards a Swifty. <laughs> I think I think so, too. That that picture is has been viral for close to a month probably now. And it's hard to it's hard to deny the photo evidence there for sure. But, yeah, he in indecisive. Uh, he didn't he didn't want to pick one or the other. And I get it. I get it. But it, you're right. He, he may be he may be learning, leaning towards Taylor Swift more than anybody else now. It's hard to or it's hard not to. I mean, in society today. Right. And another thing, I, I was I was glad he got to talk about the, the shoulder thing because I want I wanted that to happen for our fans listening who think this who think Deshaun should play when he's hurt. And I knew that Bernie had been through this and he would be able to tell everyone why he should or shouldn't play or what happens when he does play. And so when you have someone who's been through it, not not a doctor who said, Okay, he's clear. <laughs> you have somebody who's actually been through it in the same position who actually knows I needed people to hear that. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's a quarterback's opinion, not a doctor's opinion. Sometimes that matters more, especially for the fans too. Although sometimes the fans think they are also doctors, especially when it comes to Deshaun Watson and coaches and players <laughs> and DMs and owners, but, but it's okay. That's because they love their team. Right. And so it's one of those, exactly. no one really cares if Deshaun plays well right now, if they're winning. If, if, if we had won these games, then people would not be talking about them, right? But but it, it, it's, it's the National Football League. You, you, even if he plays, even if he is healthy, doesn't guarantee we go out there and win the game. Even if he no, plays. No, not. We, we saw that with Dak Prescott the other day. Everybody talks bad about him. He goes out there, he's been playing well, and they still lose. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. And so we just have to look, hope that, Moving forward, Deshaun gets healthy and this team continues to get better. Exactly, exactly. And the passion of the fan base is what drives everything. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday morning. On Thursday, there will be a more in-depth breakdown for this Ravens matchup on Sunday. You guys are doubling up this week with two podcasts. We appreciate you guys that much. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. Eric, any last words? Go Browns. Go Browns. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.